Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. You said we know him. Hallelujah. And so we line our words up with what the word of God says. And we say, we know you, Holy Spirit. We know your voice. We don't, we don't have to struggle to hear. We know you. We hear you. We see you. We follow you. Oh, hallelujah. And we thank you for the reality. Oh, the reality, the spirit of seeing and knowing. Glory to God that is moving in this house. Oh, ha, ha. Yeah, the spirit of seeing and knowing that is moving even in this house, even tonight glory to God. And so Father, we do line our words up with what you're saying and we declare what you have said over us and what the prophets have spoken about this day. And we say, Lord, there is a spirit of seeing and knowing and we will yield ourselves and we will come and follow what you are saying to do in this hour and in this day. And we won't be resistant and we won't be slow to obey, but we will be quick to obey and to listen to what you say and to walk in your way. (laughs) Oh, for we'll enjoy the blessing that belongs to us. Oh, but not just the blessing. We'll take the assignment. Oh, and the work that is to be done and we'll follow hand in hand walking with your son, living in a place of high glory. Oh, and high praise, walking in the glory of the Lord, demonstrating your power in this hour, in this day for the spirit of God is upon us and he dwells on the inside. So there's no way we can lose. Oh, we just have to choose to obey and to walk in your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we do choose. Glory to God. Ha ha. Oh, just rejoice if you choose to walk in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are calling us higher. Glory to God. And we choose to obey. Amen. 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 Well, Father, we thank you. We approach your word with gladness of heart and open receptive hearts. We contend for that spirit of wisdom and revelation that you're stirring in us, Father, as a church. And we say we'll have a spirit of wisdom and revelation tonight. Hallelujah. This week, glory to God. And we declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Well, thank you, Brother Drew. Glory to God. I'm, like I said, I'm glad to be here tonight. Hallelujah. I'm glad when the Father calls us together. Because he all, I say this a lot when I open up worship, but he always has good things in store when he calls us together. He's not, he's not a bad host. He's a good host. Hallelujah. And so there's always an opportunity to turn up your expectation when we come together because God's got something in store. He's a father, hallelujah, who's got a full cabinet, a full pantry, a full fridge, glory to God, and he's prepared a table. The Bible says he's even prepared a table in the midst of our enemies. Ooh, I wish I had one person that would love what the Lord is doing. Glory to God. I said he's prepared a table in the midst, even where, with our enemies. He wants, he wants you to belly up and feast on what he's prepared. And every time we come together, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never been to a family gathering where there was going to be something prepared that it was kind of like skimpy. I mean, where, are we in the south or are we not? We're in the south, right? Hallelujah. And, and people know how to cook and they know how to eat. It's part of our culture. And God, I think that's a bit of the heavenly culture that the South has embodied. 
But I tell you, you know, when, we, when we're at a family gathering, whether it's with my, my, my distant relatives or whether it's with my mom and my aunts and, and different things, they're always concerned that there'll be enough to eat. They're, they always want more than enough to eat, you know. Do you think this is going to be enough? Do you think this is going to be enough? And there's like platter after platter after platter, and you're like, there's only going to be 12 to 15 of us, but praise the Lord. They don't want anybody, and, and, and for some reason at our house, we always have a scraggler or two that seems to be around. And so I think they want to prepare, you know, for the scragglers. So, so God, if you did, even just came out, came out tonight on a whim, I don't even usually come on Sunday nights. God was prepared for you coming in tonight, and he has made preparation. There's plenty to eat tonight. There's plenty to feast on. There's plenty to dine on. Glory to God. And even if you decided, you know, well, I, I didn't come hungry. Man, but once you get in the kitchen, once you get on the buffet table and you start seeing what's there, it's like, I'm hungry now. All of a sudden, the, the, the scent, the aroma. Glory to God. What if we began to carry that aroma everywhere we went? The Bible says that there's an aroma of Christ that's upon the believer. Hallelujah. And I believe that, there, that when we, if we'll start walking in the power and the victory and the things that God is calling us up higher into, that we'll all of a sudden, there'll be an aroma of, uh, of Christ that, that gets glory to God into the, the environment that we work in, into our family life, into our home, into our, our workplace, in our place of business, at the grocery store. There's an aroma that God is trying to wave off of us, glory to God, and get on to somebody else. Because how many of you know he's called you and destined you, amen, to be his representative? Amen. And then so much the more when we come together in the corporate anointing. Whew. Man, it just fills the house. The aroma of Christ, the, the, the aroma of his presence, and it becomes uh, uh, something you want to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. So let's taste of some stuff this, this evening. Amen. Uh, I want to um, talk. That was just a warm up. So that didn't count. Now I'm starting the clock. Um, I want to I want to uh, just exhort you for a little bit tonight. Um, and the title of this is don't let your prayer candle go out. Don't let your prayer candle go out. I was at uh, Monday night prayer uh, a few weeks ago, maybe four or five weeks ago. I can't remember exactly the day. But I was praying, you know, just going after. We're praying after the vision of our church. And the Spirit of God said, don't let your prayer candle go out. And I knew he was speaking, you know, he was stirring me, of course. But, but, but I knew it was, it was a message that, that he was putting in my heart to, to stir us up in, in the, in the uh, arena of prayer because... Because how many of you know that the lifeblood or the, or the movement of a body, the movement of a church is, is directly uh, uh, as a result of the prayer life of that church? And if, you know, there's no prayer life, there's no move of the Spirit. If there's no prayer life, there's no gifts of the Spirit. If there's no prayer life, then there's no, then, then there's no aroma that's being set. But glory to God, you can get in here on a Monday night and we can start plowing some ground and praying some things out. Glory to God. And the aroma begins to shift in the spiritual atmosphere so that when we come in on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night to come and gather together, there's a, there's a, there's a shift change. There's an atmosphere change because see prayer isn't just a spiritual exercise. God doesn't give us busy work. 
He doesn't give us just, just things to do to keep us busy, to keep us out of trouble. You know, uh, schools sometimes do, do that. You know, they, they, they give you some busy work just to kind of keep you busy so you don't get into other things. And, and maybe mom and dad have used to do that. They leave you a chore list. Oh, a chore list when they left, you know, the house to keep you busy so that you didn't get into some other things that you didn't need to be in, right? Well, well, God's not exactly like that. He doesn't, all, he doesn't have something that... He he wants you to do with nothing attached to it. There's always a plan and a purpose and a desire. There's a, there's a power behind it. There's a, there's a transformation that's hidden in it. Sometimes we don't understand it right away. We don't know what it is right away. And, 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 but then as we press in and as we obey and as we, as we do what the Spirit of God was stirring us to, to yield and to follow, then all of a sudden we find ourselves enjoying a benefit of something that, that we, were, we were pressing into we didn't even know we were going to get. You ever been there? The Lord asked you to do something or to make a shift. It really didn't make a lot of sense at the time. But then all of a sudden, as you yielded yourself and obeyed with a, with a full heart, not a half-heart obedience, but a willing and obedient uh, uh, type, of, type of response, then all of a sudden there was blessing that was attached that you didn't know was coming. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, if I would have known, if I would have known. But, but how many you know if, if the Lord always reveals what's coming at the end, then there's no faith involved. And like Pastor exhorted us this morning, it requires faith to please God. But why? Because he's just a faith monger and he's looking for a lot of faith. Come on, give me more faith. Give me more faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please. No, because he's made you like him and he is a faith God. And he's created you to flourish whenever you step out in faith. When you make a step in faith, it actually causes you to flourish and become who you really are. And he knows you. He knows your frame better than you know yourself. We think, oh, no not another faith project. God doesn't look at it like that. He's like, here's another opportunity of faith because when you step out in faith, it requires for that, that, that supernatural ability that's on the inside to come to life and you start realizing, whoa, and you're on a different level all of a sudden. You ever take on a faith project that was like, I'm going to, I'm believing God. I'm not giving up. And, and then all of a sudden you get breakthrough in that area and you get the victory and you see what you were believing for. You press through that temptation or whatever it was. And you're on the other side of that faith journey. And all of a sudden you're, you are, you feel like a different person. You're on a different level. Well, God's calling us up higher to a, to a new place. There's some things in, in prayer that we have to step over into Ooh, I knew, I knew, I knew when I was going to talk about faith that I wouldn't get as many, I mean prayer, that I wouldn't get as many amens. Yeah, 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 prayer, okay. Well, let me just tell you, prayer is not supposed to be a religious duty. If prayer has become religious to you, a religious obligation, a religious duty, whether it's prayer on Monday night or it's your prayer time for the church at home or, or your prayer time as a family. If it's become something that's, that's become religious duty to you, then how many of you know you've stepped out of partnering together with Jesus and you've stepped over into doing it in your own strength, your own ability, out of your own, out of your own life. And when you start doing that, then it becomes religion and it becomes dry and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't need to do that this week. I don't need to step into, into that this, this, 
you know, this afternoon, I'll, I'll, I'll do that later. Or, or your interests kind of start waning into other things. Anybody ever been there? It's like what, when, when the hour of prayer was coming, you know, on a, on a Monday night or something, and you're like, you start to get that stirring because you've been praying already. You know, you've been looking for it, and you know, oh, we're coming together to pray out the plan and purpose of God. But then uh, you hit a season, and you're just like, oh, oh, oh wow, it's 730. I guess they're already praying. Well, I, I'm not going to make it tonight. You know, and, and it's, becomes, it's become something that's kind of fallen by the wayside. Well, that, that happens because when you were in the middle of it, you got out of faith with it and you got into religious works with it. I've been there. I've been there. Where you're, you know, anything in God can become religion. You can, you can one year be tithing out of faith and giving out of faith and, 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 and stepping out on the waters of, of, of generosity and it can be alive to you and it can be fresh to you and you can be seeing God work here and God work there and all of a sudden there's this popping and that popping and you're alive and excited about it. But then as you uh, slow, see the enemy will, will back off sometimes to see if, he, if you'll get complacent. I said, the enemy will back off sometimes and leave you alone for a hot minute because he wants to see, will you get complacent? Because see, he's got a lot of different ways that he tries to attack. And one of them is stepping back for a moment and waiting. And, and, and you're like, oh, everything's kind of good. I don't, you know, I don't need to stir myself up about this. I don't need to lean into, into, into prayer. I don't need to, to, to stir myself in faith about this activity or that activity. And what happens is you just start going on autopilot. And I know autopilot's important in planes. But we ought not be in autopilot. God doesn't want us in autopilot behind the, the, the wheel of our, our lives in him. Glory to God. Because he wants us engaged and in tune and looking at what the, the instruments are saying. The, the Bible says be alert. Be, be aware because your adversary, he, he walks around like a roaring lion. He, he doesn't have the ability to steal unless we fall asleep. The Bible says guard your heart with some diligence. Guard your heart with some activity, a little bit of godliness. No, it says guard your heart with all diligence, all diligence. That means everything I got, I got to guard my heart from offense. I got to guard my heart from discouragement. I got to guard my heart from lies. I got to guard my heart from, from complacency. Come on. Complacency is, is just as big an enemy as, as lies or depression sometimes. Complacency is just as big of an enemy as, as, as sin or temptation because, because if you will let yourself get complacent, then the door becomes wide open to what the enemy's trying to do in your life. And we're not afraid of the enemy, but you also got to be aware he's out there and if you're if you're not guarding your heart i lock the doors when i leave the house not because i'm afraid but because i'm not going to leave an open door i got some things i want to protect at the house i said i got some things i want to protect at the house and so I lock the door because I don't want just any old anybody coming in and, and having their way with, with the things that I've, that I've uh, uh, got, got together, that I've worked for, that I've, that I've saved away, right? Well, that much more, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because there's some valuable things that the Spirit of God is doing and working and moving in you. There's some valuable things that he's put away. You can't just let any old anything come on in. 
And so prayer is, is an important part for us to, to, to not uh, 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 fall into complacency. Come on. I know, I know, I know prayer is one of those topics everyone kind of gets. They don't want to look up or look at anybody. This is, not a, this is not a condemning message. This is, not, this is not a message that's like, shame on you. There's no shame, no condemnation, but it is a stirring on, that, I, that I want to release tonight because I believe that God is, is, is calling us up higher. I believe that, that the things that pastor is trying to, trying to get us to see, uh, and he's starting to break into this message. I believe that God is trying to awaken us, that we, that we need to take that step over into, into the, the spirit of prayer to a higher degree so that we can go over by faith and, and begin to, to make way and make room and make place for the things God's got us happening in the next season right they used to say all the time at bible school preparation time is never wasted time and and it's so true you know we many times we miss the season of preparation and prayer and so that when the, then when the season changes we get over there and and things don't go as as easy and as smooth because we kind of got complacent in the last season and then so there's not the 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 smoothness and the and the ease come on you know roads are smoother when they're paved you know we took a trip to the bahamas a few years ago and um and you know i began to, to really get thankful for taxes when I was over in the Bahamas. In fact, I paid some taxes this year with joy and thankfulness because, number one, I had the supply to, to pay them. Come on. But also, man, I'm grateful to live in a country where our roads are smooth. We were in the, the Bahamas, and, and it's like, boom, da boom, da boom, da boom. And thankfully, I was in a rental car, so I just kept on riding, you know. Things are jiggling and shaking and, and, and rattling, and I'm just like, shake, rattle, and roll. We're going to go on to the other side of the island. And, uh, you know, I dropped that thing off. It was like, the CV joint sounded like it was about to fall off. But, and you're driving on the opposite side of the road, so that was awesome too, you know. It's like you're riding, someone's coming straight for you. You're like, what is this guy doing? Oh, I'm that guy, you know. And, uh, but, you know, uh, Paul was, was, was in the back seat. We're driving. He's looking around. And, you know, there's not the, there's not the things that, that, that America has where, like a dump where they take your trash and take it far away where you don't have to see it. They just pick a site and dump it, you know, on the side of the road. And, and Paul's like, I expected the Bahamas to be a little less like Africa. And, and, you know, the missionaries bring these pictures of Africa, and he's like, wait, this feels a lot like Africa. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know, thank God for America, amen? Uh, but, but smooth roads uh, uh, are better to drive on than old bumpity pothole uh, dirt roads. I mean, I, I was grateful when they began to pave some roads around here that used to be dirt because you can go faster, you can go smoother. It's a more comfortable ride. Come on, sometimes you're in a season of, of pressing, not because it was necessarily God's plan for pressing in that season. It's because you missed the prayer time of the past season. So now you're having to, to, to go a little on a little rougher trail because the things weren't paved out the way that God intended them to be. He's still good. He still makes a way and it's still 
still, you're still going to get to the other side, but it's not as smooth as he had planned it to be because we didn't yield and obey in the previous season. We let prayer kind of get complacent. We let our shotarabasa kind of fall to the wayside. We kind of let, let uh, uh, the prayer times, you know, get fewer and farther bet- uh, between. And then all of a sudden we're like, why, why are things getting rough? You know, why? you know, and you're like, you're still going. I mean, you're still moving. You're not giving up. Amen. Uh, but, but all of a sudden it's not the way it should be. And we want to be like, God, why you have me in this season? God's like, I never intended this to be this way. I actually remember those nights. I caught, oh, ah, that moving it. And remember when, when pastor said, hey, we'd love to have you out in prayer. And you had that little prick in your heart, but then you ignored it. Oh, that was me. That was just me that, that ever did that. Those little, those little pricks. God's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is the, the utmost gentleman. He's not going to bust you over the head and say, get on in there and pray. Get on and, ma- and change your schedule. Get up a little earlier and spend some time. He's not going to do that. He's going he's gonna to woo. He's going to lead. He's got, man, when the Holy Spirit starts yelling, usually there's trouble right there. You know, you don't, you don't want to live a life. Some, some people are like, oh, I just want God to speak audibly to me. Not me. <laughs> not me. I love the still small voice. Woo, I love the gentle wooings because it means I'm staying close and he just has to say, hey, why don't you make this adjustment? Hey, would you get up a little earlier this morning? Yeah, yeah, you know what? I will. Will you spend a few extra minutes praying in the Holy Spirit? Will you, will you pray out this that's going on in that person's life? That's easier life to live. It's smoother road, amen? I probably should get, a, get to some scripture. Let's turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 1. <clears throat> Paul's writing to Timothy. Timothy, this old dirtbag. He says, Therefore, 1 6, I remind you. So even old Timothy, who's in charge of the church at that time, is that correct, correct Pastor Greg? Uh, he did a teaching on Timothy at one time. I paid a lot of attention to it. And I got that. So just making sure, verifying, though. Um, Timothy running things at the church of Ephesus, right? See, I told you. He's paying attention. Um, And he's a young man. You know, he's, he's, no, he's not a young, huh? Uh, By this point, he's old. Okay. So he needed some reminding. So all the old heads in the building, hallelujah. Hey, older, there was no, no one's old, just older. Uh, Therefore, I remind you, Paul's, you know, Paul's saying, I remind you to what? To stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You know, gifts that come from God can get dormant if we allow them to be gifts and, and and abilities and anointings and graces that God's put in our lives well the gift of the holy spirit he the, 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 the gift of, of speaking in other tongues. You know, Pastor Greg was exhorting us a couple weeks ago on praying in tongues. And, and the gift of tongues can grow dormant in your life if you don't stir them up. Stir them up. And Paul was even reminded, so, so if you feel bad because you're like, you know what, man, this is kind of hitting me tonight. You know, I've been kind of a little complacent about this. Even old Timothy, older Timothy, 
middle-aged Timothy. He needed some reminding from the apostle to stir up the things that, are going, that were going on on the inside. To stir them up because, because if, you, if you don't intentionally stir things, you have got to live intentionally in this day and this hour. I think right, right after that, it talks, he says uh, that you haven't been given a spirit of fear, but a, but a power and love and a sound mind. So, so when, when fear is coming and when, 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 when uh, 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 you know, distress is coming and all these different things, those things are there so you will actually shrink back but but the the proper response to to fear the proper response to to whatever's going on is not to shrink back into and to get tied into and to and to go go off it's to actually stir up the gift that's on the inside it's actually to pray a little bit more it's actually to to get over in the spirit in the ropa este inda landre bere ista cora masha tia and get out uh, get out and and lift your voice Get where you can just lift your voice and, and, and speak in the spirit and pray in an unknown tongue louder than the voices that are speaking in your ear, louder than the voices that are speaking on the television, louder than the voices that are coming at you. Glory to God. Stir up the gift. Oh, if there was a day, if there was an hour that you were more stirred about prayer and about getting in his presence than you are currently today, then it's time for you to get out the stir, get out the old spoon. Glory to God. Everybody's got one at the house. Get out the old spoon and begin to stir up the gift on the inside. Oh, because you will tap into that spirit of power. You'll snap, you'll tap into that sound mind. You'll tap back into that love. If you've been having a hard time with people and you're all of a sudden real touchy and real offended, it's time to stir up the gift. That means there's something that's gone dormant on the inside. It's not that the love disappeared. It's not that the power disappeared. It's not that the sound mind is falling out of the pot. It's just all stuck on the bottom. The burner's up. The fire of God's there. The burner's up. But if you don't stir that thing up all of a sudden, then it gets stuck to the bottom. It's not good that way. Come on, we have a chilly fellowship in the, uh, in the, uh, in the music team in the fall. Glory to God. We got, we're going to have one coming up as soon as Miss Michelle plans it. And, and, and we're going to get together. And we're going to have different types of chilies and, and soups. And, and, and see, you know, I, soup is not a meal. Soup is an appetizer, but chili can be a meal. Come on, you got to have some meat and some some beans and some thick some substance, some substance to make it a meal. And so, but but those the the ladies, you know, every few minutes they're in there stirring each one, getting them getting them stirred up, stirred up. Why? Because the next next crew that's coming through wants wants to be able to dip in and get all the goody because because see the chili without the goody is just brown water and ain't no come on you know people do stuff like taco soup and i'm like why tacos are good without the water on them i want the taco I just don't want water all over it. If I want a water on my taco, I will get the glass of water and pour it on there. Otherwise, just serve the taco. But there's some gifts on the inside of some of y'all that you've, been, that you've allowed to get dormant just because you haven't been stirring it up. 
not God's fault. It's not your brother's fault. It's not your sister's fault. It's not pastor's fault. It's not even brother Steve's fault. And I'm not, we're not playing the blame game tonight, but, but I'm encouraging you to just get out that spoon and begin to stir up the gift that's on the inside. Because I tell you what, all of a sudden that what comes bubbling up, all the goody, all the goody. I mean, how many have, have intentionally and, 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 and on purpose leaned in and, and, and prayed in the Holy Ghost and, and worshiped the Lord? Uh, and, and, and you just did that with, a, with, a, with faith and with a whole heart and left that and said, man, well, that did me no good. No, that's not how it works. The goody comes up when you stir it up. It's automatic. The goody comes up when you stir it up, and all of a sudden you're plopping out some things, glory to God, some meat and some, some potato and some, some depending on the dish, some, some beans, and, and there's some things in there. So I like stews because they, they got some hearty things in them, glory to God. And so when you, when you fill, fill your bowl up, there's, there's goody in there to eat on. Whoo. Some of y'all got a bread bowl in the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, brother, I hear you back there. Um, you know, the cool thing about this is if you want to stir a fresh stirring on this, God will even help you. God will even help you. There, there is fire from God that he will baptize us afresh in if we'll ask him. And, um, you know, over in Matthew chapter 7, we'll turn there real quick. Uh, pastor was closing this morning and talking about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And, and he said, the way we access this is simply by asking. Man, that went off like a firecracker in my spirit. I'm like, look at God. The very thing that, that, that he needs us to get, he, all he needs from us is to begin to ask in faith. Begin to contend. What is contend? Sometimes we look at contending and it's like, no, God's saying, I just need you to ask on this. I just need you to believe and ask. Believe I'm going to give it to you. Um, it says uh, over in, um, what is this, uh, Matthew and, um, and uh, did I say chapter 7? All right. Well, let me get there then. All right. Uh, chapter 7, verse 7, it says, ask, and you might get it. Seek, and you could find no, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Come on, what did he say in Hebrews? If, uh, you got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you're, not, if you're not seeing anything, it's because you're not seeking. If you're not finding, it's because you're not seeking. If you're not receiving, it's because you're not asking. James said, you have not. Why? Because you ask not. What if we began to ask God for a fresh stirring instead of saying, well, I don't have a stirring. I don't feel like praying. What if we said, God, Father, you said if I'd ask, I'd receive. You, he also tells us, he says, if you, if you ask anything according to my will, you know I hear you. And if you know I hear you, you know you have the things that you ask for. So if it's according to the will of God, I bet we could ask God in just like wild faith and say, God, baptize me afresh with a spirit of prayer in this season so that I can pray out the plan and the purpose of God the way that, the way that I need to for my own life and for the church, hallelujah, so that the plan and the purpose of God for my own life and for the body of Christ actually gets accomplished and the vision gets to be stepped a little bit 
bit further and the things that you've designed for this season go smooth and our pastors are able to preach the word with boldness, with signs following and the Holy Spirit is able to confirm the word with confirming signs and the glory of God fills the temple when we come together. What if we began to get bold in our asking because it only takes a boldness to ask in faith and God is going to release exactly what we ask for because it's according to his own will. We're not asking for some wild thing that, that is out of the will of God. We're, we're asking the thing that he wants for us anyway. And he says, hey, I've got all this thing for you. I've got all these things for you, but I need one thing from you. One thing. I need you to ask. Just ask. Yeah, but I don't feel that on fire. Just ask. Yeah, but I don't have a stirring to pray. Just ask. Come on, ask in faith. God, give me a stirring to pray. Give me a stirring to pray out the plan and the purpose of God. Hallelujah. You know, there are, there are coals in the altar of heaven, glory to God, that, that are available to you. And the Lord will, if he has to, he'll send an angel with a coal and a tongue and set it down on the inside of you and, and rekindle that flame of prayer, rekindle that, that flame and passion and desire of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The, see, the, these, these things are not just, just, just theoretical. We don't serve a theoretical God. We don't have a theoretical prayer life. We don't have theoretical angels. The Bible even says, I, I, I had this all organized in points and everything. It was going to be real nice. But the Bible says that in, over in Psalms chapter 103, that even the angels are hearkening to the word of the Lord. They're looking for the word of, uh, of the Lord to go out and perform it. Glory to God. And I just guarantee you that if you began to ask, Lord, give, baptize me in a fresh fire, there would be angels that would be sent and released. There's angels that are waiting on the command of the word of God out of your lips. They're standing on standby because we're not asking. There's angels that are waiting to go at work in this church and to influence people, to bring them in and to move and to shift things uh, uh, so, that, so that the plan and purpose of God, they're going out ahead in the future. There's all kinds of opportunities, but what, is, what are they waiting on? They're waiting on the word of the Lord in your lips. God won't allow pastor to release everything that needs to be released for this church. He won't allow it. He won't allow one person to carry the whole load. He's called us together as a body. And each person has a part and a play. Each person has a supply. Each person has is a, is got a, a commission to pray and to release and to, and to speak. And everybody's part is different. And every part, everybody's part may, may look different. But everybody has a part. And so God is waiting. He's got angels on standby just sitting waiting. Some have been waiting even 40 years. Some have been waiting. When did you get born again? Some angels are waiting, sitting waiting from, 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 from the time you got born again until now, waiting on the command for you to get a spirit of wisdom and revelation and understand that there's some things that God wants to do and tap into the spirit, just being led by the spirit, not doing something crazy or weird, but just being led by the spirit in that daily prayer, in that, in that time of corporate prayer, in that time of, of, of seeking and, and asking and knocking and that there's some things that are waiting to go into action. And all we got to do, God's got these mysteries reserved for us. He's not, they're not kept from us. They're kept for us. And, and some, there's some that we miss in certain seasons just because we don't press in. Just because we don't lean in, just because we don't ask. 
But what if we got wild in our asking? And I mean, I don't mean wild like out of the will of God or, or outside of the word. I mean wild in our faith. He's able to do exceed this Ephesians 3.20. It's in the word. He's, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. In us. There's a power that's at work in us that he's looking for us to ask. He's looking for us to think. He's looking for us to expect. Why? Because he's wanting to do exceedingly, abundantly above. The, you know, over in Hebrews, uh, just for uh, reference sake, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, it says, But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all, talking about the angels, ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Do you know you don't have to see angels or, or have some experience with angels to just have angels be at work at the word of the Lord in your mouth? God's designed them to be ministering spirits. It doesn't have to be, it's not supposed to be spooky natural like pastor likes to say. It's not supposed to be, ooh, there's something going on. There's angels. That's not, what, that's not what's going on. There are ministering spirits, spirits full of power and carry the, 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 the plan and the purpose and the glory of God. They're ministering spirits that will go to work at our prayer life. At our prayer life, when we're praying out things in the spirit, we don't even know what we're praying. Angels are going on at work because they speak it. They understand what we're saying. We may not understand it. They do. And God's able to say, all right, now's the time. They're praying it out. Go. It's, go prepare that, right? Pretty cool. You know, God started, uh, it's 8.03, but I've only been preaching for six minutes, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, God started a prayer work in this church. What was that, 2007, Pastor? And, and there was a, 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 a mantle of prayer that fell on this body, that was given to this body. And, it, and, and man, things have, things have been good since, since that prayer times kicked off. And then, then it felt like in 2015 we had another surge, you know, uh, and, and more people caught it and, 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 and more, more things began to happen and more people started praying. And God's been doing great things around here. But like Pastor said this morning, there's more. As awesome as it's been and as fun as it's been, I'm not satisfied either. Why? Because I get bored easy. No, because I, I don't want to leave anything on the table. You know, I was meeting, um, me, meeting Jordy for uh, uh, Ocean's Buffet on, on uh, Friday night. We were going to go to get, anyone been to Ocean's Buffet? You love it, I know. Um, and, and so he's like, are you sure you want to do Ocean's? I said, yeah, I'm good with Ocean's. And I was like, why? He said, he's like, because when, when you go to a restaurant, every restaurant is your buffet. You order whatever you want every time you go to the restaurant. He's like, so I didn't know if a lower quality buffet would be appetizing to you. I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I eat oceans. But that's the kind of guy I am because, you know, if, if two appetizers sound appetizing, I'm going to get two and share some. I'd rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather taste two and say, yeah, now I know next, next time I know which ones I like, right? If there's three, I might order three. Well, that's just overkill, brother. Well, might be, but I'm still doing it. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundant. I don't eat all three to myself, despite of what I might look like. I don't. I share them. You know, hey, 
You want to try some of this? You want to try some of that? Why? Because I, I want to experience what that, what that restaurant has to offer. If the waitress says, this is a great dish and that's a great dish, I might order two dishes. Ooh, ha-ha. And try them both and see which one I like better. So next time I come, I know what, what I'm getting into. I don't want to leave the mystery on the table. I, I want to experience. That's who I am. And so if God's speaking through our pastors and saying there's more out here, I'm, I'm ready to order. I'm ready to order. You sold me. I know, I know there's a special tonight. And so, so I want the special, but I also have heard from around town that this was good. So let's try both. And let's share and let's enjoy. Let's experience what's, what's available. Well, that's when, when, when the Spirit of God is saying there's more. I know I got some of y'all out there that are, am- that are secretly amening me. <laughs> oh, man. You got a little floating. Uh, yeah, oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, God is, God is, uh, is offering whatever we want. There's, you know, sometimes uh, we have our, our tight uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord. They're tight with their money. Don't look at nobody. And they're like, well, I'll just take this thing. Because, because they're more concerned about what they're spending than, than trying, the, trying what's in the restaurant. And I understand that. I'm not, I'm not picking on that. That's, that's, that's fine. But with God, there's no budget. He's not saying, well, you know, be mindful. You know, I only have so much power available. Be mindful. You know, this is kind of a short month. And, and yes, we can go out, but you can... You know, when I was a kid, it'd be like, we're going out to eat. Your budget is $8. Pick something on the menu that is $8 or less. And so then, you know, you go to Sonny's and you get the beans and franks for the 16th time. Because it's the only thing that you can get in that price range. But see, I'm not a kid no more. I'm ready to have some meat of the things of God. I don't want the beans and franks. (laughs) I I want the... Whatever is available. I want to try. If I want the baby back ribs, I want to try them. Well, God's got those kinds of things waiting, prepared for us. And all we have to do is what? Ask. You have not because you ask not. So in prayer, let's, let's begin to dare. We've got this mantle. You know, turn over, I'll close with this. Turn over to uh, 2 Kings chapter 2 real quick. Well, you don't even have to turn there. I'll just, you can just listen and, and, um, and I'll read it. Uh, uh, in, if you want to turn, you can. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not holding you hostage. But I'm just going to go ahead and read it. And Elisha saw it, and he cried out. This is talking about the time when Elijah was, 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 was going to be caught up, and Elisha was being, being uh, left, and he wanted a double portion. Elijah said, hey, if you see me when I go, you'll get a double portion of the mantle that was on me. So Elisha saw it, and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. Man, I'm so glad we don't respond like that anymore, aren't you? Good service happens, and you're like, you know, brother Bobby, put your shirt back on. I know the anointing's moving, but come on. We don't respond like that anymore. Praise God. We don't tear our clothes. But he tore his clothes, uh, and, and, um, 
then uh, he, he took up the mantle uh, of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. And what the Spirit of God was stirring me today in my prayer time is that there was a prayer mantle that fell on this church, but it's up to you to pick up that mantle that has fallen upon this church, that prayer mantle. God's not going to throw it on you, and he's not going to say, Hey, here's here, do this and do that. He said he wants wants you to pick up the prayer mantle and it's up to you in faith to pick up the, you know there's a prayer move on this church then I'm going to pick up the mantle that's fallen glory to God and I'm going to walk over to my prayer life and I'm going to take this mantle and I'm going to strike strike the waters and say I trust you father to give me the fire of prayer I trust you to use me in my prayer life I trust you to use me to pray out the future I trust you to use me to pray out things for for the for the family of God and for my own family. I trust you. Get the mantle out. Glory to God because it's already fallen. It's already yours. Come on and step out in faith. Take the prayer mantle that God has given this church. We have an assignment as as a church. Glory to God to pray some things out and and God has been using us but we need more. Uh, Can I read? um, I'm going to read. Hallelujah. I'm going to read two prophecies real quick. Um, one from, uh, brother Hagen, um, that, that addresses this. And then one, I'm going to read pastor Angela's word that she spoke out uh, a few Wednesday nights ago. So bear with me and then we'll close brother Hagen, uh, prophesied this in 1980. It said, then I could hear the spirit of God saying in my spirit, the end of the age is coming upon this generation and the powers of darkness, the forces of evil are rampant as never before. Uh, they will be increased in intensity and velocity. Have we seen that? I think we've seen that. But he says, and many Christians will see, will see and um, look upon these things and say, well, there is no use and throw up their hands in futility and say, well, I guess it's over. Do not give into that temptation. That is exactly what, why the enemy ramps it up because he wants you to say, throw up your hands and say, well, I guess it's over. But then he, sa- he says, uh, let me find my place here. We will just have to hold on and pray that Jesus comes shortly. Uh, for the devil is about to take over everything. That is not the truth. And your prayer shouldn't be that the Lord come quickly because you're just ready to escape out of here. We've got an authority and a victory in prayer that we can release and command. We're going to be in victory until the Lord. The Lord is coming back for a glorious church. Not getting out in a whisper. Not getting out as a defeated uh, uh, rescue mission. This is a victorious church that's rising up without spot and blemish. Glory to God. Carried with the arraignments of his glory and his holiness and his power and his victory and his blessing blessing. We're going to be waiting for that, that wedding day supper. Glory to God. Coming in as a glorious prepared bride. Hallelujah. This ain't no rescue mission that the Lord's waiting on. This isn't no down uh, Apache that he's coming in to try to rescue a few soldiers that are left over. We're going out with a bang, baby. Hallelujah. That wasn't in the prophecy, but. But he says, uh, some people are going to say this, but he says, uh, but thus saith the Lord. Woo! <laughs> what some Christians are saying don't compare to thus saith the Lord. 
And this day I am searching through the body of Christ to enlist soldiers in the army of prayer. And I will raise up a new band and I will raise up an army that will know how to intercede against the powers of darkness. And the light will dispel the darkness. And the truth will set men free. And prayer and intercession will break the bands that bind men's hearts, men's minds, and men's bodies. Yea, they will learn to take their place. And quickly it must be that they learn to enter in and stand against the forces of darkness that will come against the land and they will come against the church and they will come against the home. We've seen that. And they'll come to disrupt all that is good and all that God has endorsed. But the hand of the Lord is upon those who will listen and the urge of God is in those who are attentive. Any attentive uh, men and women in the house. Glory to God. Uh, he says uh, the, the, the spirit of God is moving in on the inside of those that are attentive. Let me find my spot again. Hallelujah. Uh, and the Spirit of God will help you to pray. We're not here on, the, on our own. Do not try to do it yourself, though there must be labor on your part, yet the sa- at the same time rest in Him. And let the Spirit flow through you like a river, like a mighty wave, let it flow through you. Give in to those innermost groanings and let them escape your lips. Take time to get alone and to wait, sometimes without even saying anything. But on the inside, there's a groaning flowing out of your spirit. And by the Holy Spirit to the great Spirit, the father of spirits thou shalt be sustained and thou shalt be kept and thy family and thy home shall be sure and steadfast and thy children shall grow up strong and stalwart in the Lord and thou shalt have no fear and thou shalt intercede for thy neighbor and thou shalt intercede for thy friend and thou shalt intercede for those in the church who have not come into the knowledge of truth making sincere intercession on their behalf so the light will shine the work of God will go forth and the work that is to be accomplished in these days and years that are just ahead shall surely come because why you are faithful because you are faithful glory to God the Holy Spirit is looking to enlist a few more soldiers in this great army in this hour in this day and he's looking for those that'll just stay faithful and just yield to the spirit we're not asking for rocket science we're just saying obey the leading and the guidance of the spirit and lean in glory to God for there's a time and there's an hour that's right now and he's asking for you to join in glory to God Woo! I don't know about you, that stirs me up. Then I want to read Pastor Angela's word because it, it's right here, hits home. Glory to God. It said, uh, she said the other Wednesday, it said, and to the believers at Impact Family Church. woo When I heard that on the recording, I wasn't in the service, I was over in youth. But when I heard that in the recording, but to the believers at Impact Family Church, my, 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 that's me, that's you. Glory to God. There are new things ahead, new places to go, new realms to walk in, new assignments for you. I believe there's assignments being released. Glory to God. New assignments for you as individuals individuals, uh, members, and as a body. New places. The old's not being left behind, but it's being added to. Glory to God. What you haven't been ready for in the past, you are becoming ready for the future. Uh, much to do, much to see, much to accomplish. So many lives to be changed. Woo, glory. Does that stir you? So great a blessing on you as you step into what the Father has for you. Glory to God. As you walk it out in obedience to the Spirit. Oh, I love how simple God is. Such a thing that it'll be in a short amount of time. You won't even recognize yourself. Ooh, that's a good word for some folks. Hallelujah. You won't even recognize yourself for the glory and the power that comes with the assignment. 
Come on, I'm going to stop right there. The glory and the power for a second. I'm going to read the rest. For the glory and the power that comes with the assignment. God's not doling out assignments with with, with just a work order. He's, He's doling out assignments with glory and with power and with anointing and with grace. Ha ha. Oh, glory to God. So sign up, sign up, sign up. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say sign up. Hallelujah. It's time to, uh, uh, it says, for the glory and the power that comes with the assignment will be all over you as you yield yourself to it. Time to lay some things aside. Time to count some things is not as important. Yeah, amen. Uh, and to pick up what he has called you to, to pick it up and to run, to run, to run. Not to walk, but to run with the assignment. For the days are short. The time is coming when the sun will return. And it says, and much has to be done before then. And you've been called to a work to accomplish that work before that time comes. So be mindful. Be mindful of what the Spirit is saying. Be mindful of what He's asking you to do. Be ready to say yes. Glory to God. Be ready to walk with Him. Be ready to do His bidding. Be ready and ah, what blessings you'll see. What blessings you'll see. Glory to God. Let's just enter in right here. Father, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you for the word of the Lord unto us. Glory to God. We thank you for the word here to the believers that impact family church. Lord, there's something that is stirring in the realm of the spirit there is something that is stirring on the inside there is a spirit of seeing and knowing there is a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you're releasing in this hour but we have to align our yes with your yes we have to align our faith with what you're saying we it doesn't just fall like ripe cherries on a tree we have to align our yes with you lord we have to align our faith in line with what you're releasing lord oh we have to take up the assignment in the spirit we have to obey it's not a hard thing, but it's easy when we're walking in your way. And so we yield ourselves. Come on, just make a fresh yielding right here. A fresh consecration. Oh, hallelujah, whatever he asks. Whatever he asks, it's worth it. Whatever he asks, it's worth it. A few extra minutes each day to change you schedule around, it's worth it. There's an invitation going out and it's worth it. Say yes to the Spirit. Say yes to the Spirit. Yield yourself. We say yes, Lord. We say yes. We say yes to the assignment. We say yes to the glory. We say yes to the power. Oh, we say yes in this day and hour, Lord. Oh, it's so worth it to do it your way. Ha. Mm. I just hear the Spirit of God saying there's intimacy. Mia, you listening? This is for you. It's for everybody else. But there's intimacy that he's inviting us into. Intimacy that you only thought were reserved for other folks. But God has no respecter of persons. And he's just looking for the yielded and hungry heart. And he's inviting you into a place of communion, a place of conversation, a place of friends sharing secrets. Ooh, 
and it'll meet the need of your heart that is crying out. And it'll satisfy you in a way that you didn't even know you could be satisfied. He's inviting. It's an invitation because he loves you, because he's crazy about you, because he trusts you. And he's inviting you in that walk. That invitation's going out. Hallelujah, even right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, just wait here just for so he's done speaking to hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're so grateful. Father, we're grateful for the call and the assignment that's upon this body. We're so thankful. With our eyes closed, let's, I'm just going to read our vision. Hallelujah. This is Jesus speaking. But rise and stand on your feet, for I've appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness. Both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well from the Gentiles to whom I now send you for this purpose to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Father, we just say, burn this vision afresh on our hearts. Brand this vision that you've given us afresh in our spirits. Mark us. Mark us with the way we approach our day. Mark us with the way we approach services. Mark us with the way we approach our friends and, and those we have influence in with. Mark us with this, this word, this vision you've given us as a body, Lord. We honor you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Well, I believe God's speaking to some hearts. Hallelujah. Thank, aren't you thankful for the Holy Spirit? Whew, he's so good. He's so good, so good, so good. Hallelujah. Well, if you need to, I'll just encourage you, you know, if you feel like God's still speaking to you, go home, get alone with God. Let him finish what he's starting in your spirit right now. You know, get together with, with your family if you need to and, and just make a commitment. Whatever you whatever the Holy Ghost is leading, don't just move along from today. I mean, between what Pastor said this morning, what the Holy Ghost is saying tonight, take it and and be a doer. Make a response in faith. Amen. Hallelujah, Pastor God. Anything else? Hallelujah. Well, you did did you get stirred up tonight? Amen. If you hadn't gotten stirred up tonight. Something's wrong with you. Amen. Glory to God. Now, what will happen is uh, we'll all go out of here. 
and we'll go back to our ordinary pursuit. We'll go out and get something to eat or go to somebody's house and just, you know, the routine will, will happen and uh, uh, it'll be real easy to forget what you heard tonight. Got good intentions right now, but life will start going right back into its routine. And uh, so you're going to have to stir yourself up to find time. Doesn't mean don't go over to anybody's house. Don't go out to eat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that uh, you'll have to stay. You'll have to determine to stir yourself up and to stay uh, aware and uh, and hungry and and set out some time. Amen. Set out some time, and the Lord will work with you on that. If you'll ta- if you'll just determine some time, He'll meet you there. Amen. And so uh, let's not let it slip. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.